episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Juliet Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. This project is made possible by the Tau Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. I am a graduate of that program, not a student. And if you don't know me, I have a long history covering and researching the far right specifically a hate group known as the Proud Boys. Now, if you're new to the podcast, I want to briefly explain this project before I get into this week's episode. Decoding Fox News was designed to help the friends, family members, neighbors, co-workers, and colleagues of people who are deeply entrenched in the Fox News universe. Think of this as a support network of sorts to help you navigate the nonsense that your Fox-loving friends might spew at you. And I use spew liberally. That that is a fun verb, spew. They're spewing stuff at you. So throughout this podcast, I will refer to something called the newsletter. It can be found at my Substack channel for Decoding Fox News. It's going to have the exact same title as this one. Just last week, I had somebody from one of my... Patreon supporters ask how she could find the numbers and the data because she listens to the podcast, but she doesn't look at the, the newsletter. So I'm going to try to explain this again. So this is episode 49 and it will have a title and, uh, that title will be, for instance, I don't want to give it away, but it'll have a title. You'll hear the title in a moment. And then just, if you go to my sub stack, which is totally free. You can look right underneath Podcast 49. It'll have the exact same title, just won't say podcast. Click on that. Boom. You're going to get basically this only in written form. And it's going to have hyperlinks. It'll have the charts. It'll have the numbers, everything. And some people prefer to go on their phone or a tablet and just scroll through the newsletter rather than listen to this podcast. And that's perfectly fine. Some people I know because they've told me use both. Some people just do the podcast. It's all good. Whatever makes you happy. So what we've got going right now before I get into this week's episode is because this is a grant and I I have gotten the grant extended a little bit and I am in negotiations with collaborating with a larger organization, although that it's still kind of nebulous right now. Um, if you can become a paid subscriber, that really helps me out tremendously. I almost have the first uh, paid subscriber project ready to go. It's about the Hunter Biden series on Fox Nation, and I, I kind of make fun of it, and I also break it down. Um, and I think it's helpful because if you have a relative or someone who's just constantly talking about Hunter Biden, it helps you kind of go... Really? Wait a second. I don't know about that. And it's absolutely goofy. Just the Hunter Biden stuff just makes my head spin. Um, but you can go to my Patreon, my um, Substack, I'm sorry, and you can become a subscriber for $5. Um, my lowest Patreon level is also $5 if you want to just help out a Patreon. And I've had several people ask me this if they just want to make a one-time donation. There's a little dollar sign next to my name on Decoding Fox News. On Twitter, apparently on some phones you can't see it. On an iPhone, you should be able to see it. That'll take you straight to a payment app. Some people have done that. Whatever you can do, if nothing, just tell a friend. Tell a friend. uh, Give it a good rating on whatever you can give it a good rating on. Anything you can do to help the podcast would be very appreciated. 
Um, it was my crazy idea to do the podcast, not realizing how much extra work that would be, but I probably get the most feedback, uh, positive feedback about the podcast than I do anything else that I, I do with this project. So that's great. I just thought, well, that's what everybody's doing now, right? Podcasts. So let's just do a podcast, having no idea <laughs> that I'd be up till very late hours putting this thing together every week. But anyway, uh, let's just get into it. Last week was, oh man, last week. If you follow the news at all, you know what I'm going to talk about. Here we go. Fox News. Jobs report? What jobs report? Run! It's a Chinese spy balloon. A condensed overview of 15 hours of Fox News for the week ending February 5th, 2023. Most Fox News viewers might have believed an unmanned Chinese spy balloon was the greatest military threat the United States has ever seen since World War II. They might also falsely believe American workers were facing massive layoffs and that copper was a rare metal mined only in Africa. Anyone who exclusively watched Fox News might not realize that the jobs report for January doubled most analyst expectations, while the unemployment rate dipped to its lowest rate since 1969. The same viewer is most likely unaware the Pope visited Africa or that there were massive labor protests in France, Belgium, and the U.K., while violence and tensions have increased to alarming levels in Israel-Palestine. For months, Fox News has promoted stories about inflation and energy prices. Two weeks ago, there was a subtle shift to layoffs. The network might have thought they finally had a new way to criticize the Biden administration as some corporations, especially in the tech sector, began to announce they were reducing their workforces. The network knew the jobs report was going to come out on Friday, so they just assumed it would be lackluster. Fox News was wrong. On Friday, though, the Chinese gave Fox News the gift of distraction via a spy balloon drifting over Montana. Shows I covered last week were Fox and Friends the First Hour, The Five, and Jesse Waters Primetime. So here we go, first section. Jobs report? What jobs report? Fox was hoping for a dreadful jobs report on Friday. On Fox and Friends, Fox correspondent Ashley Stromheimer had some dire predictions during a headline news segment. Now, I'm going to play this, and it, what I did is I put two segments together. The first is Fox. It's going to immediately cut into a clip from NBC. On the economy in Philadelphia this morning after the January jobs report is released at 8.30 Eastern time, the report is expected to account for tens of thousands of layoffs, including over 86,000 from the tech sector. Cash-strapped Americans now tapping into their 401k accounts for financial emergencies like mortgage payments as inflation squeezes their budget. We're back now with some breaking economic numbers. Yeah, new data shows job growth jumped by more than the expected in January, with the U.S. economy adding 517,000 jobs last month, much more than expected. The unemployment rate inching lower to 3.4%. So a lot of people celebrating that news this morning. And for more on this, let's get straight to CNET's editor-at-large, Farnoosh Tarabi. Thanks so much for being here this morning. So what's your reaction to these uh, major job numbers? 
Oh my gosh. I wish I was a fly in the wall in Jerome Powell's house right now, because I'm pretty sure he's doing a dance. <laughs> he is doing the dance guys. Uh, this is exactly what, I mean, way better than what probably he expected because even the best economists thought that we would see maybe 187, 200,000 jobs added in January. We saw uh, two and a half times that. So strangely, when I went to grad school, my concentration was business journalism because I thought the teacher who headed the business department, Greg David, was the best person in the school. He's kind of my style, very straightforward, incredibly organized, just always on task, never wasting time, never, it was never about him either. It was just very like boom, 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 boom. Just great. My, I just love that type of instruction. Don't mess around. But anyway, uh, we would go over things like the jobs report. And I'll tell you, 517,000 jobs is enormous. That is huge for any economy. That's a tremendous jobs report. I, I was I was shocked when I saw those numbers. I, I, how is this possible? We just keep having good jobs report after good jobs report after good jobs report. Now, our economy is still very wonky because of what's happened with COVID-19. We're still coming off of this crazy, you know, wacky, what an economist called when I was in grad school, he referred to it as a science experiment because nothing made any sense because the economy slowed down, but only certain sectors of it did. And other sectors completely exploded and then couldn't catch up. And it was just one big supply chain nightmare and too much of everything. Everything was kind of too much of everything during the pandemic. And now we're sort of finally kind of coasting back to normal, but is it normal? Inflation's still too high you know, who knows? We'll see when we get there. But yeah, that's a great jobs report. And try as they might, they cannot spin that. So they had the perfect thing to distract from a brilliant jobs report. And that is a Chinese spy balloon. Now, this is just from Jesse Waters show, this compilation that I'm going to play you. The I didn't realize this. I made a mistake when I made I made a compilation of all of the primetime shows. I'm going to put that on YouTube. It's already on Twitter. It's on TikTok, which I never put anything on. But if you want to, because TikTok shadow ban me, that's a whole other story. I don't want to waste time on that, but it is on um, TikTok. I'll briefly say I put an unedited clip of Tucker Carlson on TikTok when I first started this project and it flagged it for hate speech. And I went from getting 5,000 views on a video to five, and it would not come back no matter what I posted. I deleted videos, reposted them. I messed with the hashtags. I tried everything, and I was getting no engagement on TikTok. So I gave up on it for months. I just posted three videos, and the one video that had Chinese spy balloon in the title and then had Chinese spy balloon over and over and over again repeated throughout the video got hardly any views, and the other two videos did okay. The, you know, a few thousand views, which for me is decent for TikTok because I'm never on there. The clip that I have for you, though, is just Jesse Waters talking about the balloon, and it's entertaining. It's very entertaining because, uh, how do you put this? Jesse Waters is the brain trust of the primetime lineup, and I'm being very sarcastic when I say brain trust. I'm saying he's stupid. I'm saying he's dumb. I'm saying he's an idiot. I did a poll once on Twitter for who's the dumbest uh, Fox News primetime host, and Jesse Waters won by a mile. It was a four-way race, and he got 46% of the vote. Bravo, bravo. And uh, I agreed with it. I agreed with it. I, uh, Laura Ingram got the least amount of votes, and I would say, yeah, 
I would say yes. She's not stupid. She's smart. She's scary. She scares me. I have nightmares, but she is not stupid. So here you go. Jesse Waters on the Chinese spy balloon. What are these F-22 Raptors equipped with? What do we just sling a missile out of that thing and just blast it to smithereens? Yeah, either that or they, they pull guns out on it. I probably would probably use the guns. That'd be the easiest thing. Okay. And it's unmanned. There's no Chinese spies in that little sack floating down, spying on us with a telescope. This That's thing's right. all tech. All right. Well, I would have popped it, and uh, Joe yeah. should have popped it. I, Sometimes... I can't imagine that Beijing would have let us fly a balloon and not pop you. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Beijing, Beijing just killed a million Americans with COVID. I think maybe we popped the balloon. Colonel, thank you so much. <laughs> favorite stupid line in that is when he actually thought that there were people in the balloon in a little sack. I mean, it came from China, buddy. 60,000 feet up. Duh. Okay. I just can't. I can't with him. Now, this next uh, story that we're going to do this next segment is a little meaty. And I kind of want to get into the story a little bit, even though it's kind of painfully nerdy. But I think it's important because it shows how much Fox will twist something for a political agenda. And this is a great example of that. This is a little complicated, uh, but the reason why I got very worked up about it is because I am a super nerd. And when I say super nerd, I mean next level dorky, like the person who gets excited about going to chemistry class. That's who I was. And chemistry still remains, even though I don't get to do anything with it now as an adult who didn't major in a STEM degree. Um, The science, technology, engineering, and math, people ask that one all the time. I forget, not everybody knows what STEM means, but I um, was a super, super nerd. And Waters said something that caused me to scream. And he was talking about copper. And he was acting like as if it was this rare metal that was hard to find or we couldn't get. And I was just like, what are you talking about? That's not true. Gold, gold is kind of rare, but copper is not. And so... Uh, that's what started this, that I just went, that cannot be right, what you just said. So I'll just go through it. We'll break it down. So Jesse Waters has a puzzling segment on his show last week. It started with U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen's recent trip to Africa. Waters portrayed it as a manipulative move to force Zambia to accept solar panels in exchange for an opportunity for U.S. mining companies to exploit what he called vast copper deposits. And then we'll just start this and I'll break it up. So when you connect the dots, this little trip to Zambia wasn't about climate change. It was about Biden's precious copper mines. But you better start melting your pennies because there's not enough copper in the world to go green. Copper is going to be rare if we keep going green, which means we won't go 100 percent green. And there's going to be a lot more wars in Africa. So there's a lot to unpack with that clip. <laughs> I'm just going to start with saying the obvious. If you're of a certain age, you probably know that pennies are not made out of copper. They're made out of zinc, and they have a very light copper coating on both sides. Uh, they couldn't afford to make them out of copper. That doesn't make sense. So the other thing is that Waters completely misrepresents the purpose of Yellen's visit to the impoverished African nation. And I looked into this. She wasn't there to push green energy, she went to Zambia to address the growing concern of food insecurity in the region and to address the country's debt crisis. When Waters referred to Biden's mine, he's mines, he was most likely referring to Biden's plan to invest in mining for metals and minerals that are specifically used in green energy technologies. 
The plan is not limited to Africa and includes several other wealthy nations in partnership with the United States. Zambia also already has an established mining industry as it makes up 77% of the country's exports and 27.7% of government revenue. Another benefit of the plan is that it could reduce China's dominance in this industry. You'd think that Fox would care about that. Waters uh, then brought on a supposed expert who seems more like a lobbyist. Let's bring in Isaac Orr, policy fellow at Center of American Experiment. So uh, copper is very precious, and they, we sent our Treasury Secretary over there to talk about how important it is to go green. So Orr didn't really have much to say. That wasn't just like straight shilling for this mining company. So I didn't clip him. The area that this organization wants to open up for mining is called the Boundary Waters in Minnesota. The Biden administration has already shut down any new leases in that area for the next two decades. The U.S. Department of the Interior made their decision based on the environmental impact on the area. In the Georgetown Environmental Law Review, it's described as such. And here you go. This natural area held a place of importance for ecologists, outdoor recreationists, native communities for generations. The Boundary Waters is home to some of the United States' most endangered species, including the gray wolf and the Canadian lynx. For native communities in Minnesota, such as the Chippewa, hunting, fishing, and gathering within the Boundary Waters Canoe Wilderness Area and the Superior National Forest is a way of life tenuously preserved after generations of forceful relocation, land constriction, and cultural suppression. So you can see why people don't want to open that area for mining. The group that Orr worked for, the Center for the American Experiment, appeared to be a right-wing think tank focused solely on Minnesota, which was never um, revealed at all in the segment on Jesse Waters. This segment also seemed more like a clumsy attempt for Waters to promote a mine more than anything else. He awkwardly brought it up again later on the week on The Five. And here's the second quote that caused me to scream. So you need copper mm-hmm. in all these EVs? And Biden shut down copper mines in Minnesota and all of the mining is now in Africa. Yeah. So we get dirty mining with child labor in Africa. That's good, he's saying, but it's not good to have American miners with American labor in Minnesota that's clean. That's how you know it's not about the weather. It's about the money. So that's a good one because it's like, do you just not know what you're talking about? Are you just being fed from a lobbyist? Are you know that you're lying? Are you just stupid? I don't know. But to say that all the mining for copper is in Africa is absolute nonsense. The largest mines in the world are in Chile. They blow everybody else out of the water. I included a chart in the newsletter that shows that. In the United States, we are the fifth largest copper producer in the world. Fifth. And our copper mostly comes from Arizona and Utah, which, again, both have established mines and an industry dedicated to getting copper out of the ground. Um, Copper's found all over the world. And Zambia is 11th in the list for the top copper um, deposits that's under the ground. And, again, they already have um, an existing mining industry. It's, you know, problematic. It's not perfect. You, again, I could go down so many rabbit holes with this. I wanted to spend this much time on the story to show how Jesse Waters is blatantly lying. Or at least if he's not lying, he has no idea what he's talking about. And he's just regurgitating talking points that have been fed to him by a lobbyist. I cannot imagine 
that Jesse Waters himself took interest in this story or that he knows anything about what he's talking about because he just said so many things that are incorrect. I mean, just copper being precious, I just should shut your mouth. It's not palladium. <laughs> now, again, if you're a copper, if you're a chemistry nerd, you, you got that joke. It's not really a joke. It's just like, come on, are you, what are you talking about? Copper is not this rare element and copper can be easily recycled. So I included a graph uh, that shows the top copper producers. And I have so many hyperlinks in this section. It's crazed. And I also just want to add very quickly, because this is a general note. And this is for everybody listening. If you're searching for information, I found too many sources like this for this story. That's They're, they're spooky. Let me describe it. Now, I'm just going to make up a name, but you'll find something that'll say something like green energy for tomorrow. And you click on the link and you start reading the website or an article. And it's clearly um, what you would call like fake. It's PR. It's not journalism. It's not an advocacy group because quickly into like the first two paragraphs, it'll say something like people think that green energy is good for the planet but it's not because mining copper will hurt the planet and so therefore we should just use oil oil is misunderstood (laughs) just basically shilling for big oil or natural gas or some other type of fossil fuel and yet the website is meant to look like it's pro green energy I found at least four or five websites like that in regards to this story. And I can spot that stuff a mile away. And I knew immediately, nope, 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 this is garbage. Get away, get away. I found Axios, which is a, a wonderful, legitimate news source. And I used Axios for a lot for this because unfortunately, American media does not report a lot on Africa. So you really have to hunt for stories on Africa, unfortunately. Um, but I did find some. Reuters had some good articles, too, about this. But beware, beware when you search for anything heated, anything controversial. You'll find a lot of bogus fake websites out there. They're scary because people fall for them. Okay, so the next one in the newsletter, that was a lot of energy on that story, but I think it was worth it. And Jesse Waters is just, he drives me crazy. This next one is another conspiracy theory that Jesse Waters is uh, promoting. This is about Tyree Nichols. This one's kind of a quick one because it's kind of... When Fox guests go, I got to do it. I got to do the promo. Here we go, guys. Here we go. When Fox guests goes rogue. That's my voice for, it's me doing a goofy voice. I do that. If you're new to the podcast, I do goofy voices sometimes. My other one that is beloved by my followers and friends who listen to the podcast is my Carrie Lake. You know, because she's got the most manufactured voice, look, hair, and filter in the industry and let me tell you she's all about arizona and copper mines and baby if it means it's pro arizona i'd wear a copper suit 100 percent chain mail copper let's bring it bring it carry lake okay so that's me being silly so this next one is again jesse waters tries to promote a conspiracy theory and then an actual expert is like kind of ruins it for him Now, Memphis is buzzing right now with rumors that Tyree Nichols might have dated one of the cop's ex-girlfriends. People are saying that Tyree and the officer's baby mama both worked together at FedEx. Primetime has not been able to verify this, but Newsweek is now investigating whether or not one of the officers targeted Tyree because of baby mama drama. Newsweek has also not been able to verify this. Tyree's stepdad says this story... Nothing but a rumor. Nothing to it. And his family's upset. Can you blame him? 
We have a dead kid with no rap sheet getting dragged through the mud. You got half the country trying to federalize the police. And still, nobody knows what really happened that night. So once again, it's up to prime time to step in and help. We filed a records request with the city of Memphis demanding they release the remaining body cam footage. It's the least they could do. Have you heard about this rumor floating around Memphis? I have. I actually heard it pretty quickly, um, but unable to verify. Unable to verify. Look, a lot of people are poking at this. A lot of people are trying to find it. I suspect that if it's there, it'll come out. But I have to say, Jesse, my inclination with these things is generally that, um, you know, the simplest and most obvious uh, answer is usually most accurate. I think if there had been some sort of um, underlying motive here, we would have heard some indicia of that during the event. The person who's supposedly getting wronged by Tyree would probably have been yelling stuff to that effect. So I'm not really quite ready to buy into that. The best things about a Fox News goes rogue moment, especially on Jesse Waters, is he does not have a poker face. So if you just look at him when that happens, you see this for a fleeting moment. It's You see panic, panic and fear just go right across his face. Of It's like, oh, no. And it's, it's great because he can't hide it. He, just, he looks like a deer in headlights for a split second. It's great. Um, I also want to add, you could probably tell, I'm going to reveal who that was uh, from his accent, from the way he was talking about, like, look, Jesse, uh, you know, I heard it pretty quickly, but unable to verify and uh, unable to verify. That is Paul Murrow, a retired NYPD inspector. And bravo to you, Murrow. Bravo. You spoke the truth. You knew you could have said, well, maybe, you know, maybe it was an ex-girlfriend, but you knew. You didn't see any evidence of it, and because you didn't, you're not going to say it. And, I, you know, much respect for that moment, sir. Much respect. So uh, next up is Clutch Your Pearls, and for that one I do a voice as well. Clutch Your Pearls is an infrequent category, but it's when Fox does something that kind of outrageous. They, they get outraged over something completely stupid, and this is a perfect example of that. And so when I do Clutch Your Pearls, it's this. Clutch Your Pearls! Oh, my. Clutch Your Pearls! <sighs> So Steve Ducey was deeply concerned about a very specific demographic, couples who make more than $300,000 a year and families that own more than one home. Last week, he mentioned how the wealthy weren't able to afford a benefit from the tax subsidy for electric vehicles. Times are hard. And then I paired that with a second clip about Netflix. So here you go. Steve Ducey. Hand on the pulse of the average American. This is populism for you right here. Also, and here's the other thing. You cannot make, you as a family, if you're, if you're a single person, you can't make more than $150,000 to qualify for the credit. Uh, you can make up to $300,000 for married couples. And the final thing is the car has got to be assembled in North America. You know, what if you have, look at, we've got millions of people who watch, uh, they might have two houses. They, they have a house down in Florida for the winter and a house up north. So what are they going to do? Netflix doesn't really address it. All- I couldn't find reliable enough information on the percentage of Americans who owned uh, two homes. Uh, I kept looking it up and I kept finding different numbers, but my best estimate looked at about 4%, I'd say about the median from what I saw. So you're not talking about a lot of people who own two physical homes that they're not renting one out. There's a lot of people who own two homes, but they use it as a rental property. So, yeah, Steve Ducey, I don't think that that's a huge demographic that you're talking to. And then I just fell over when he was like, you know, these people who make 
$150,000 a year. They can't get this subsidy. And I'm like, a single person with no children making $150,000 a year. Damn, that would be nice. I live in New York City. I've never made anywhere near that amount of money. And um, this is a very expensive place to live. So I was like, wow, that would be really cool. That would be really great. I live in a 450-square-foot apartment. It's the size of a one-car garage um, with two cats and some beat-up furniture. That is my life and a lot of books, an excessive amount of books. Anyway, um, and just because before we go to the next section, this is because people are asking very briefly. I had some big drama today with a toilet and my cat, Thor. Now, like last week, late last week, like Friday, my toilet stopped working. It sort of flush, but not really. So you had to put like a bunch of water down, plunge it, and then you could flush it. But it was gross. And I was like, this is nasty. I don't want to do this every time I go to the bathroom. And I could tell something was was clogged, but not completely. So I waited till today because I didn't want to do emergency plumber. My super comes up. We take this entire thing apart. The, the uh, actual toilet is now ripped off of my floor we were putting snakes in both sides, but we still we know something's there. We can hear it. We can't get it out. We finally had to replace the toilet with another toilet from the building. I own, so this is not the same thing as like a super replacing your toilet. But he happened to have like a spare toilet. Long story. We put a to- toilet, toilet in. The old toilet is sitting there. And this is after we banged on it, banged on it, banged on it. Tried every method to get whatever was just in their lodge dislodged. And he's sealing up the new toilet. He's completely finished. He's been here at my apartment for hours. I haven't gotten any work done. And all of a sudden, we look over at the old old toilet. And a stick of deodorant just falls out. <laughs> and I go, oh, there's the clog. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh my goodness. I didn't know it was possible to get a stick of deodorant down a toilet. But Thor found a way my little cat Thor, he's a little tiny tuxedo, and he just knocks everything off counters. And he knocked it into the toilet, and there you go. I knew it was missing. I was like, where'd my deodorant go? And I had a spare, so I used the spare. I didn't think anything of it. Thought, I'll find it. It's probably underneath something. Because I figured it was the cats that did it. No, he put it down the toilet. And yeah. Yay! Go Thor! But uh, that was my day-to-day. Uh, so now you know what happens when you put deodorant down a toilet. Don't do that don't do it and make sure your toilet lid is constantly shut if you live with a little maniac cat named thor so moving on i did a little tangent there i hope i'm not driving you crazy to stories fox news ignored every week i compare 15 hours of fox news to five hours of the pbs news hour the following list are stories that pbs covered that fox did not here we go this always takes a minute Everything is hyperlinked on the newsletter if you want to check out any of these stories. The first few are depressing. (sighs) U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken traveled to Israel for a two-day visit where he met with Palestinian leader Mohammed Abbas in the West Bank and separately with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Blinken criticized Israel's settlement activity in the occupied West Bank, calling it an obstacle to peace. On Wednesday, while Blinken was still visiting, Israeli forces killed two Palestinians in the West Bank. One was a Palestinian who allegedly tried to stab a soldier. The other was a teenager who was shot and killed after brandishing a fake pistol during an operation in East Jerusalem. Two days after Blinken's visit and call for calm, 
Palestinians fired rockets from Gaza and Israel retaliated with airstrikes. The Israelis said they targeted rockets and weapon sites used by Hamas. There were no reports of serious casualties. Now, before I move on to the next story, I just want to briefly say that since I started this project about a year ago, the shows that I cover, which are Fox and Friends, The Five and primetime shows, pretty much ignore Israel-Palestine. They don't talk about it either way. They don't talk about the government. They don't talk about these constant conflicts. They don't talk about people who die from either side. They don't take a side, which is good. I'll give them that. They don't take a side. They're not biased, but they do ignore it, which I think is incredibly problematic because someone who watches and consumes a lot of Fox would have no idea how bad it is. They'd have no idea how complicated and sad and awful that situation is. It's easier to mislead people if they're just completely uninformed, basically. It's easier to, to bend them one way or the other if they have no idea what's going on. So now on to the next story. A suicide bomber dressed as a police officer managed to evade security measures and detonate explosives inside a mosque in northwestern Pakistan. At least 100 people died and over 170 were injured. Seven states that rely on water from the Colorado River failed to come to an agreement about reductions of water use by January 31st deadline set by the Department of the Interior. The federal government will most likely need to step in and mandate cuts. The Colorado River supplies water to roughly 40 million Americans. Pope Francis made trips to both the Democratic Republic of Congo and South Sudan. He advocated for an end to corruption and the exploitation of African nations by wealthier countries. Both countries have large Catholic populations. The U.S. ambassador to the U.N. called for more aid for Somalia as the region faces famine due to ongoing conflict, climate change, and COVID-19. Heavy rains continued in New Zealand's largest city, last week causing even more flooding. Four people died in flash floods and landslides in what experts are calling the most destructive weather event in the country's history. Massive protests in France brought Paris to a standstill as workers took to the streets over a proposed raise in the retirement age from 62 to 64. This is the second protest over pension reforms in the past month. Thousands of care workers protested in Brussels over demands for better working conditions and higher pay. Trade union activists and workers want more workers in hospitals and care facilities for the elderly as well as wage increases. Roughly half a million teachers, civil servants, and train drivers in the UK participated in a general strike last Wednesday called Walkout Wednesday to demand wage increases to help ease the strain of inflation. The government has argued that increasing wages would only make inflation worse. I want to point those three out because Fox would let their viewers believe that inflation isn't a problem anywhere else. It's only a problem here, and that's just patent. So 11 people were injured in a drive-by mass shooting in Lakeland, Florida last week. The Virginia Elementary School, where a six-year-old intentionally shot a teacher, reopened last week. The teacher, Abby Zwerner, has been released from the hospital and is recovering at home. Last week marked the 20th anniversary of the Space Shuttle Columbia disaster. The shuttle disintegrated as it re-entered the Earth's atmosphere, killing all seven astronauts on board. The Department of Agriculture proposed limits on sugar and salt in school meals. These new proposed rules would gradually return standards to limits set during the Obama administration that Trump rolled back. 
A 24-year-old man has been arrested and charged with six counts of animal cruelty in connection with the theft of two tamarind monkeys from the Dallas Zoo. He also faces charges for an incident involving a clouded leopard that temporarily escaped its enclosure. The monkeys were not harmed. The U.S. blocked export license renewals for Chinese tech giant Huawei, citing security concerns. The new restrictions could cut off the company's access to processor chips and other technology. Representative George Santos of New York announced he would step down from two congressional committees amid calls for his resignation. Santos fabricated most of his resume and personal background and is facing investigations into his campaign finances. PBS did an extended segment on a North Carolina state senator, Phil Berger's decision to back Medicaid expansion in his state after being a vocal critic of the program. Medicaid expansion is part of the Affordable Care Act. Some states have rejected the program. Roadway fatalities reached their highest level in 16 years, a rise of 10.5 percent from 2020 to 2021. Legendary Canadian hockey player Bobby Hull died at the age of 84. Hull spent 15 seasons with the Chicago Blackhawks. Barrett Strong, one of the founding members of Motown, died at 81. He is probably best known for the hit song, Money, That's What I Want. Woo! That's a lot of stories that were not ever mentioned on Fox. You'd think they'd at least get the hockey player, right? you think. That's a sport they feature quite a bit. So by the numbers, next section of the newsletter are the charts that I make up for the top five categories for each networks of Fox and PBS. For last week, Fox did the border crisis, 10%, Chinese spy balloon at 8%, uh, Tyree Nichols' death at 7%. This one I thought was ridiculous. Ilian Omar kicked off of committees. She got 5%. That's just shameful because it shouldn't be that big of a story. Hunter Biden, 5%. So the most interesting part was the segments about the House voted to remove Representative Ilian Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Fox dedicated 5% of its airtime to the story. It was just an excuse by the network to replay emotional speeches by other Democrat members of Congress. It was also difficult to stomach their outrage over comments Omar has made that were deemed anti-Semitic when I've collected countless examples of anti-Semitism on Fox News. Also, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene spoke at a white national conference, compared mask wearing to the Holocaust, and once promoted a conspiracy theory that lasers controlled by wealthy Jewish people started wildfires in the West Coast. Fox didn't seem to have a problem with any of that, which is ridiculous. So PBS, um, they had a bunch of ties. So they had seven. So it just went, this is in this order. I'll just say what order they're in. Tyree Nichols, Artist Profile, which is they do every week. DeSantis blocking the AP African American Studies. That is interesting because they talked to, they had a couple segments on that. Very good segments. Pretty much all of last week was excellent on PBS NewsHour. If you want to check it out, you can probably Google, probably find just those segments on YouTube. They also did a congressional investigations, Trump 2020, uh, Trump running for president, and Chinese spy balloon. They dedicated 4% of their airtime to the spy balloon, which kind of disappointed me. I wish it wasn't as much, but I get it. Um, but they did talk about different aspects of it. They didn't just go, shoot it down, like Fox did. So words used on Fox for the week ending... Uh, February 5th were Biden, 305, Balloon, 139, uh, China, Chinese, 132, Hunter, 122, 
Crime, 62 documents, 55. Trump dropping pretty much this week, only 37 times. The economy, 13 times. The phrase, shoot it down, 12 times. DeSantis, 12 times. Jobs, 8. AOC, 4. Layoff, 3. Eggs, 1. Fetterman, 1, because why not? Fetterman's becoming the new AOC. Coming up this week, I'll be covering the first hour of Fox and Friends, The Five, and Tucker Carlson tonight. I am exhausted. Monday's kick my butt, but this month, or this week, I had the uh, Thor broke my toilet situation, so I just, half my day was ruined. Um, ruined, I guess. You know, I have a toilet that works now, so I guess not. But thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support this project, please go to my Patreon. Please uh, become a paid subscriber if you want or not. It's all good. And thank you so much. I will see you at the next podcast. Thor and Odin send their love. Thank you so much.